Welcome to the Australian Hiker Podcast, Australia's longest-running hiking podcast downloaded over one million times worldwide and providing you with an Australian perspective on all things hiking. We're your host, Tim and Jill Savage, coming to you from Ngunnawal and Ngambri country. This is episode 282 of the Australian Hiker Podcast, and in this week's episode, we talk about Valentine's Day hiking ideas. We hope you enjoy before we get into today's episode, if you'd like to help support Australian Hiker and this podcast, there are a couple of ways that you can help us out. Firstly, by subscribing on your podcast host of choice so that each episode is available as soon as it's published. And if you have the opportunity, leave us a five-star review. Another way to support us is go to the Australian Hiker website at www.australianhiker.com.au and click on the supporters page and buy us a coffee. You can do a one-off donation or become a monthly supporter. All donations are greatly appreciated and help us to continue producing this podcast and blog. Now let's get on to today's episode. Valentine's Day, while once considered just another American holiday, is now firmly entrenched in Australian culture. The day is usually associated with chocolate, flowers and dinner out, but is this just lazy romance? Why not change things up a bit by thinking outside the box and blending hiking with Valentine's Day for a romantic date out bush? In this podcast episode, we look at some of the considerations for combining hiking and romance. Now, before we talk about romantic hiking, let's set some boundaries about romance in general. Jill and I have been married for quite a few years and if you <laughs> many many years <laughs> and if you talk to her about my ability to be romantic she'll more than likely describe me as a bit hit and miss <laughs> sometimes as hard as I try things don't go to plan or I just tend to take romance for granted at other times I get it so right or as she describes it I manage to pull a rabbit out of the hat <laughs> in in planning a romantic date whether it be indoors or out bush the concepts are essentially the same and usually contains some key components. And while there's no definitive list of what's considered romantic, because it really is something that's seen from an individual perspective, it usually contains the following. Dressing up, picking a romantic location, prioritising conversation or an agreed activity, and enjoying each other's company. Yeah, I think sometimes you get kind of two out of four of those, but... (laughs) Now, get this right from a hiking sense, and you may end up with a partner who shares your love of the outdoors, even if it's not to the same extent that you do. So for those of us who love hiking, it's pretty obvious what the benefits are. But sometimes when you're with someone who hasn't experienced those benefits, it might be a bit hard to explain what all the fuss is about. But in terms of a hiking date, there are a huge number of benefits. Hiking is a minimal cost activity, uh, usually and much cheaper than a dinner out. It provides great opportunity to decompress and unwind from your day-to-day life, which usually makes you better to be around. Uh, It provides a great opportunity for interaction with your partner. And unlike sitting in a restaurant, hiking gives you an opportunity to move around, to look around, to take in the natural environment, which means that there's less opportunity for those awkward silences. (laughs) Okay, now we're going to look at the where. If you're planning a romantic hiking date, there are some specific considerations that apply over and above the general ones. Now, while short day hikes are a good opportunity, leave the overnight trips until later. (laughs) 
it tends to have implications with that one. Even then, this is usually something you work up to once you discover a bit about each other, including things such as likes or dislikes, particularly if you're planning this as a surprise. And when you're taking someone on an outdoor date who doesn't enjoy the outdoors, it may not go so well. So it's best to start slow. So first and foremost, if this is a date that is planned for romance, then that should be the priority, um, making sure that your hiking becomes second order. And I must admit, I, um, I, I like hikes of pretty much any sort of distance, but you know, certainly the last thing you want to do is take someone who's a non-hiker on a 30-kilometre route march. <laughs> <laughs> hey, even someone who is a hiker, when you say we're doing 30 kilometres today, it's like, really? <laughs> so what should you look for in a romantic hiking destination? The ideal destination, particularly if this is a first attempt, and you aren't quite sure of your partner's tolerance for the outdoor, should include things like keeping it short and easy. So in this sense, I'd start with a day hike, probably a lunch, uh, with no more than, say, two hours hiking, and that's return hiking. You know, two hours out, two hours back, that's <laughs> that's a long hike, particularly I'll, if someone's not a hiker. I love the qualifications here. We're being very specific. <laughs> it's supposed to be a romantic enjoyable experience for both people. <laughs> and one of the reasons we've done this is I, I certainly did my research. This is an article I've been trying to write for a while. And I thought, right, this year is going to be it. And in looking at some of the others, uh, other articles that are online about this topic, sometimes it's like, yeah, it's it's full on. <laughs> what? No, no wonder you're single. <laughs> oh, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's pretty much about it. So, yeah, it's one thing. And one of the things that the states have that we don't is there is a, a dating app which is designed for outdoors people. So normally if you're choosing a partner from, from that site, you generally accept that they're going to like outdoor activities. So it's it's a bit of a given uh, without having to work out. It's fair game, it's I fair guess. Game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you may not do, do something really long, but you may go shorter than just a, a short day hike. The trails should be easy uh, with good trail tread and good signage. If you've got to focus on navigation and where you're putting your feet, you're not going to be talking to each other. So pick a, a nice, simple sort of trail. And it doesn't have to necessarily be out bush, but it is handy to have somewhere where there's a bit of privacy. But again, it doesn't have to be no people, but it shouldn't be a, a, an outdoor concert, if you like. You're not going to be able to really talk in that sort of sense. And, and it shouldn't be so isolated that it feels unsafe. <laughs> this person I barely know is taking me deep into the bush somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Pick a trail that has something special about it. Now, things that most people, and again, this is a generalisation here, so most people include views, uh, water bodies such as rivers, streams or waterfalls, wildlife and wildflowers, uh, and something that just has that nice feel to it. And you don't have to have all of that. No. no. <laughs> so, so don't overcook it because what are you going to do next time? <laughs> don't, don't get rid of all your, all your tricks all in one go. <laughs> That's the rabbit out of the hat, Tim. <laughs> also, don't pick the steepest hill you can find, particularly if you're trying to get a view. Somehow you've got to get to the top of that mountain. Uh, and if you can get a view without having to climb a mountain, and it is possible, uh, that's the way you want to go. You also need to pick a trail that has plenty of facilities. Surprising someone with a remote trail that requires them to go to the toilet uh, in the bush 
may be beyond their comfort level. You should also pick a trail that has a degree of privacy. We talked about not too much privacy. Uh, This doesn't mean that there aren't other people around, but rather you have an opportunity to have some undisturbed interaction with them. If your date, for want of a better term, is new to the outdoors, think about taking breaks as required. It's not a race. Now, you might be quite comfortable taking a break every one and a half to two hours, which is typically what we tend to do. But if the whole journey into your site is one and a half hours long or even an hour long and the person is not a hiker, it's good to sort of stop and smell the roses and take that time off. So just to give people a bit of chance to have a bit of a chat and also not to push themselves physically too much. Yeah, finding a big rock to sit on and enjoy the view. Um, We always stop on every uh, built chair or seat that we can find. It's just a thing that we have and we sit there for 10 seconds and off we go. Um, But it is a little bit of a rest. Now, while Jill was talking about seating, consider seating options to ensure that you have somewhere comfortable to sit and stay dry. So if you're going to a destination that doesn't have designated seating, bring a picnic blanket with you or a, a sit mat Uh, Because if the ground's wet, which it can be sometimes, you want to be able to sit comfortably. And this is where one of these uh, outdoor picnic blankets that have the the waterproof side on one side and the blanket on the top is quite handy. And still while we're talking on the, in the case of moisture and planning, consider your plan B in case the weather does turn bad. I mean, it may be that you've decided, right, Valentine's Day, we're going for a hike and it's pouring with rain. Uh, and in that case there, what are you going to do? And it may be if, if you go to a destination that's got a, a picnic shelter, uh, you've, you've, you're covered. Uh, but really have that option or have that, uh, that option up your sleeve if you need to. And the next one we're going to talk about is dressing to impress. Uh, just because you're going on a hike doesn't mean that you can't dress up a little bit. If you're planning on a res- surprise outing, you still need to advise your date of the need for appropriate outdoor gear And there's obviously a list that you need to surprise. So you need to wear clean and neat outdoor clothes. Remember you're trying to make a good impression and your usual apparel may not make the cut. I must admit I have some favourite hiking gear, which isn't necessarily the best looking hiking gear. You know, there's holes in it or it's really, (laughs) really faded or it's just about, you know, it's just about had it but it's still usable from my perspective. But yeah, if you're trying to impress someone, maybe it's, it's time to put on the newer versions or the replacement <laughs> versions. The other thing, as we talked about before, what happens if in case the weather turns bad, have some extra layers if it is starting to get cold, uh, a blanket and possibly an umbrella if the, if the weather looks like it might turn at some stage through the hike. I mean, it's one thing saying bring wet weather gear, but again, I think having an umbrella is a, a more comfortable option if the, as long as it's not blowing a gale. Luxuries is another thing to think about. Now, if you're going on an overnight hike, you want to try and limit the amount of weight that you carry on a hike. And certainly just a a one or two night hike, you've got a bit more capacity in what luxuries you can take. But if you're going on a just a short day hike or a few hours, weight's really not an issue as such. So you can afford to go a bit more onto the luxuries. And we're going to break this into a couple of areas here. And I would say on this point that if you're the hiker, be prepared to carry the bulk of the weight. Um, don't don't expect your night non-hiking date to carry as much weight as you do. And 
you know, when Tim and I go out hiking on overnight hikes or multi-day, multi-week hikes, um, our friends are just amazed that I carry almost as much weight as Tim does because we share it. And he figures, well, if I'm there and I want to use it, then I need to carry it too. Um, so, you know, it's it's not a matter, matter of the, um, you know, one partner carrying everything, but don't expect a non-hiker to understand how to carry things that are going to be a little bit more heavier than what they would normally be used to. And particularly if they're not used to anything more than just a, a light day pack, that means they're going to be focusing on what the pack's doing and how it feels rather than in talking to you and your, your scintillating <laughs> And, you know, if, if being out bush is where you're at your best and you load them up, you know, carrying, you know, half the weight, they're probably not going to be at their best. <laughs> now, in regard to food, on a typical day hike, we – I won't say we're lazy – but we just don't tend to put a lot of effort into food for a hike, particularly for a shorter hike. So for us, it tends to be dried fruit, dried nuts, maybe a protein bar of some sort, maybe some lollies. And if we are going to have lunch, we'll bring a, a small jar of peanut butter. Loads That's special. Of, that is super special. <laughs> it is. Loads, loads of calories and uh, easy to carry. And, and unless you've got a peanut allergy, who doesn't like peanut butter? Or Nutella. <laughs> So for us, when we do go on something a bit more special, so if we are going on a single overnight hike, we up our game as far as food's concerned. For us, our go-to meal is a charcuterie meal of some sort, uh, without the board. We don't don't get, get the <laughs> of carrying the board with us. Uh, but that includes things like our favourite cheeses, meats and pate and biscuits. If need be, if it's hot time of the year, and certainly Valentine's Day for us in Australia is February, so potentially it is hot, it's easy to carry a freezer block and keep things from melting as you walk out to the site itself. Chocolate, uh, always go the good quality good stuff. chocolate. Yeah, good quality, whatever. <laughs> and again, whatever your preferences are, but go for the good stuff. Uh, desserts, now desserts are a bit harder. It's a bit hard to bring uh, to carry out a cheesecake or something like that on a hike. You'll end up with just a, a solid mess of Gooey mess. gooiness. Yeah. So for us, uh, a good hiking dessert tends to be good quality fruit and decent nuts. So it might be that you know, we, we bring rock melon or mango or something, but something that doesn't squash easily, even on a short hike out. Liquid's also important, so again, make sure you bring enough water for your hike, but also, if you're into it, a nice bottle of wine or a good bottle of juice, and again, a good uh, a thermos of coffee or hot chocolate. Again, given the short distances, a thermos is probably an easy way to go rather than trying to cook coffee on trail. Uh, it's just as easy to throw a thermos in and bring out, bring out what you need. Yeah, and as you know, you have a look at that list of items in our article you also need to allow time to enjoy those things. So you don't want to be shoveling, you know, all the food down at once. Um, it is part of the conversation. It's part of the relaxation. And, you know, just think about where you might stop uh, to have your, your food break um, and uh, allocate a reasonable amount of time for that. Now, if you're going beyond just a, 
short day hike. And in which case, this means you've probably gotten to know someone a bit more. They actually don't mind doing the short day hike. <laughs> they want to be there. <laughs> they want they want to be there, yeah. Uh, they're not worried about disappearing off overnight with you. Uh, so taking it to the next level and doing an overnight date. Uh, and again, this creates a few more complexities as far as what you're doing. On a day hike, you may get away without having to go to a, go to the toilet during a day hike or there's facilities there. On an overnight hike, unless you're staying at somewhere that has a toilet facility there, uh, it means you have to have the conversation about going to the toilet in the bush. And again, for someone who's not an, uh, a camper uh, and has never done it before, it can be a bit of a culture shock. Um, so it may be better to have that conversation and, and have those lessons uh, on, a, on another day hike before you do an overnight hike. Yeah, and just on that, you don't want this whole thing uh, to turn into a tutorial. You know, there's going to be a test later kind of thing. You know, it does mean that you have to limit the amount of information that you're sharing that's going to keep the experience happy and safe. But, yeah, don't, don't overdo it and don't ex- expect them to learn everything about your favourite activity that you've taken years to build your knowledge on. Apart from the complexities of, of going to the toilet, you've also got being able to cook. Now, again, if, you've, if you've just got a, uh, if you walk in in the afternoon, you've just got a, a dinner and a breakfast, you might have limited cooking there. You could, you know, the, the meal we talked about for a day hike, you could probably change into a, a night hike and then either walk out and have breakfast after your hike or have breakfast with you. But again, limiting cooking makes things a bit easier. The other complexity is equipment. Now, if you've got a non-hiker that is not used to or hasn't camped before, you're going to have to find some gear. And it shouldn't be the second best gear or the kids' gear that's lying around the house uh, (laughs) that you bought from one of the chain stores for $10. Oh, Um, uh, I'm not sure how many people we've offended here, but, uh, you know, we're doing well. (laughs) But, yeah, if you're trying to encourage someone to like camping, you need to make sure they're warm and they're comfortable. And that means whatever gear you're using, they should be using as well or something similar. So you may have to borrow some from friends or if you're a really keen hiker, it's easy. We've got multiple sleeping bags, which we've got available. Uh, We've got multiple sleep mats. So if we're taking people out on hikes, friends out on hikes, we've got that gear available. And again, for a lot of people who are into hiking, they'll have that with them as well. Also, things like headlamps as well. So again, most people, if they're into hiking, will have more than one headlamp. Uh, and again, it, it, it's worthwhile having one that's providing plenty of power and giving, giving someone the ability to see what's there. Particularly when you think about it, if you think back to the first time you hiked by yourself in the bush, uh, all the sounds that seem a bit scary the first time that you don't tend to think about. But again, someone who's never done this before, all they're going to be doing is thinking about all the, the noises and the creepy crawlies outside. Yeah, it's really interesting because we were um, a few years ago hiking with a friend and uh, they weren't uh, a experienced hiker. And they had this idea after a couple of days that, you know, maybe this is something that they could do by themselves. And on one day... Um, they were following behind us uh, for a couple of hours and, you know, it was probably maybe an hour and a half at most, maybe somewhere less than two hours anyway. And when they got back to camp, uh, the thing that they said was, you know, I thought I could do this by myself, 
um, but there were so many noises I didn't like it. And that was in the middle of the day. So that that was an interesting experience for them uh, that had never done that before and it, they decided that they weren't happy to do that by, by themselves. And they did also come across a snake. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. You know. So, so, yeah, three of us travelling together, no snakes, one person by themselves, snakes. <laughs> Okay, so we've focused here on Valentine's Day as the reason for this article. However, taking a day hiking is something you can do any time of the year so long as the weather is decent. With their permission. With their, yeah, with their permission. <laughs> to a safe place. <laughs> now, I know some parts of Australia, if you think about Perth, Perth has tends to have a wet winter, so you'll have less opportunity uh, to do that during the wintertime. Northern Queensland can also be the same. It can be wet during the uh, the summer months. Uh, so it's a matter of picking the right time. You know, we live in Canberra and the temperatures can get down to minus 7 degrees. So okay for a day hike, you can get away with that. But nighttime hiking, you're dragging someone out into fairly cold conditions that they may not be used to. So here's the thing, you know, if you're thinking about a hiking date with someone that um, – you know, you've met that you'd like to spend more time with and so on, think about it in the context of what would excite them and interest them rather than what you want to show them. So it, it's not about you, it's about them. Um, you want them to come back. Um, you you want to have another date, presumably. Um, so think about what might be a good experience for them, not what you want to show them. So probably the key takeaway from this is put as much effort into a romantic date at bush that you would put into a town day, day stage. Oh, Tim, <laughs> you're on shaky ground or, here. Or, or more. <laughs> <laughs> who knows, you may end up with a lifelong partner who is also a lifelong hiking buddy, and obviously I've done something right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's no escape now. <laughs> okay, that's all for this week. We hope you've enjoyed. Bye for now. And bye from me. And in this week's episode, we talk about Valentine. Why not change things up a bit by thinking outside the box and blending hiking with Valentine's Day for a man? Why not change things up a bit by thinking outside the box and blending hiking with Valentine's Day for a man? <laughs> why not? Why not change things up a bit by thinking outside the box and blending hiking with Valentine's Day for a man? Hit? <laughs> this is sixth time. <laughs> And for us, the, the go-to meal is a charcuterie. For us, our go-to meal is a charcuterie. Charcuterie. 